0: You're listening to The Worship Review, a podcast which evaluates contemporary Christian music for the good of the church to the glory of God. This podcast is for the whole church to encourage thoughtful engagement with the words, emotions, and ideas in our music. We hope you enjoy this week's episode. Hello, and welcome back to The Worship Review. I'm Tyler, and I'm joined by my co-host, Colin. Hello. And on this podcast, we aim to dissect and critically examine the songs that are on the lips of the church. And so in this series, we're going through the most popular CCLI songs and trying to examine them, and hopefully successfully examining them. And today we're singing a song, and today... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we're raising a hallelujah. Raise
1: a hallelujah
0: yes exactly we will be looking at raise a hallelujah by bethel music So, to begin, Colin, who or what is this song about? This is a song about some
1: person raising hallelujahs.
0: (laughs) That's absolutely right. Uh, Almost every line begins with the first person singular pronoun.
1: I raise a hallelujah, which is, I thought was an interesting phrase, because hallelujah, from what I understand, I don't know Hebrew, but from what Wikipedia tells me, it means praise the Lord. Yes. And so, I raise... Praise to the Lord (laughs) is what it says. And apart from the Hebrew hallelujah and having Lord in that phrase in Hebrew, not in English, I was trying to figure out who the song was about other than the dude raising hallelujahs.
0: And the consequences of that raising. So hallelujah is the masculine imperative plural of halel, meaning praise. So it is praise ye, and then we have the ya suffix from God's personal name, Yahweh, uh, the Lord. So I, just like in other songs, I wanted to understand some of the syntax behind this and looked for examples of hallelujah being used with an indefinite article. There are few and far between. An indefinite article is the word a. A hallelujah, rather than hallelujah, as an interjection, praise ye the Lord. Uh, They do exist, uh, much to my surprise, um, although it appears the construction of raising, figuratively, a, a hallelujah is unique.
1: I wondered if it was redundant. Because to praise is to lift up. To magnify. Right. And so, raising, I'm raising a raising of the Lord's name.
0: Certainly. Yeah, I I could see that. Um,
1: I don't know. I don't know enough (laughs) about Hebrew to know whether it would be read that way.
0: Yeah, me neither.
1: So I just want to say there's a couple of times when there's a you at least addressed in the song, which may or may not be God. So one is, I raise a hallelujah, fear you lost your hold on me. So there, the the you and your is fear, not God. So it's almost a defiant raising of a hallelujah. I'm raising a hallelujah against fear. And then a couple of lines down, louder and louder, you're gonna hear my praises roar.
0: Katy Perry reference, right? Oh, very good. Maybe, maybe louder than a yes. lion. You're gonna hear me roar.
1: Very uh, very powerful, well produced song as well. I have to say, but uh, yes. So louder and louder, you're gonna hear my praises roar. I don't know if that's about if that's saying God's gonna hear the hallelujah, or if that's again s- defying somebody because there's talk of enemies in this song and fear, and darkness, and lots of, lots of bad things, death. So I don't, I don't know if that's a defiant your, or if that's a God, you're going to hear me. Mm -hmm. It, because the song just oscillates back and forth between talking about being against bad things and then, also seeing good things happen because of the hallelujah raising who that your is, so mm-hmm. that's the closest I can get to maybe God being in the song mm-hmm. apart from the implication of Hallelujah, mm-hmm. which you so aptly in linguistic fashion explained to us.
0: I have to say, listening to this and and I have to say that reading the lyrics to this, I was shocked how much it sounded like magical powers mm. from Harry Potter or or any sort of fictional universe where they have magic as a mechanic. So I raise a hallelujah and, you know, bad things fly away from me. They, they just, they go, you know, I raise a hallelujah, I will watch the darkness flee.
1: Yeah, almost I, like magic words.
0: Exactly. It's an I incantation. Say,
1: yeah, if I say this word, in fact, again, this may be, will come up a few times in this podcast. If I think about my own Pentecostal tradition, there's this idea that if you say something in Jesus' name, it like unlocks magic. Or also if somebody is speaking and they're claiming that they're giving some kind of a prophetic utterance, if they say the magic words, thus saith the Lord, that means that it's authentic in some way.
0: Judging by the second line of the song, it looks like there's a way that you can just sort of shout louder than other people, and that's kind of how you win. So Volume is important. Louder than the unbelief. Not clearer, not more thoughtful, not more rational, but louder.
1: Yes, and uh, louder and louder, you're going to hear my praises roar, and then also there's that bit about, again, God or somebody else hearing them. So loudness is a really key aspect of the power of the song.
0: Hmm. So aside from these uh almost magical consequences of these incantations, what else do we see happening in this song?
1: There are some hopeful actions or hopeful things happening in the song. Again, it's always in response to the person raising a hallelujah, which is that's key. So the person, the worshiper does something, and then certain things happen. So, for example, we see that death is defeated, and the king is alive. Ashes, we right. is defeated, king is alive. Presumably, this is talking about Christ.
0: Presumably. Presumably. Can I confess something to you, yes. though? After reading the line I raise a hallelujah, heaven comes to fight for me, I actually thought that Jesus was the protagonist of this or the the I on first reading of the lyrics, after the build up of the surrounded protagonist singing aloud, out shouting unbelief armed with heavenly reinforcements, the final line of the chorus sounded out of place because I expected further description of the singer, things okay. that he would do.
1: Oh, I see what you mean. Because it's a, if it's God, it's like a sudden, like that subject has not been there. And it's been in the first person. Yes. So the king is ambiguous as to which person, as to who that is speaking about.
0: Obviously, they mean the king Jesus. They clearly mean that. But But but, the song is not set up to make you think
1: of that at all. And that's, that I... I think we can presume that that's not a uh, – that's a, just a bad grammar
0: Absolutely. issue. We don't want to ascribe any, no. any ill will. But you can see, just to, to piggyback on what you were saying about the, the first-person actor enacting all of these changes and affecting the universe around him, um, death is defeated comes before the king is alive in this song. So – if As you read that, you read, because of the consequences of my raising oh, yeah. a hallelujah, death is defeated.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Actually, that order should be reversed if it was Christ's action.
0: Colin, would you say that this song is consistent, coherent, and clear?
1: No, it is not. A- apart from the raising of a hallelujah language all the time, the metaphors are all over the place and just inconsistent. So, for example, I raise a hallelujah in the middle of the mystery, and then there's also, right after that in the chorus, I'm going to sing in the middle of the storm. So, we actually have the middle of two very different things, and uh, I'm so confused that I don't know what either of those things are. Like, I don't know what the mystery is. For me, if I were in the middle of a congregation singing this song, the mystery would be, am I in a church or am I in a rock concert? <laughs> or am I in like a, a, like a, is is there a motivational speaker about to come on stage, you know, or like a presidential candidate or something? Like, the
0: rock concert is interesting that you compared to that because the lyrics are about as ambiguous as a Radiohead song at it, times. Yeah.
1: So we're, we're in the middle of a mystery. again, no, I, is that the mystery of trying to figure out what the song means? <sighs> no. I don't know what the mystery is. Can so. I tell you
0: when I read that, it felt like a slap in the face, honestly, because the Christian life is not a mystery. There are things that we do not know in the Christian life. There are things that have, that you know are, are for God to know and for us to trust. But overwhelmingly, we have assurances from God. We have clear directives. We have hopefully ordered worship clear messages specific things that we can praise the lord the mystery has been revealed yes in christ yes absolutely so with that in mind um can i can i say some more about please yeah
1: So then, so we have the middle of the mystery, but then we also have the middle of the storm. Now, I think storm is like a common, just a common cliche or metaphor for the storms of life, the volatility, emotional volatility, the volatility of circumstances. Again, the way that that seems to be solved is just that we are going to sing louder and louder. So the storm is loud because there's lightning and thunder, but as long as we sing louder, louder that's going to fix everything. And then there's this other metaphor, which I found fascinating because it's such an inferior metaphor. So the last line is, up from the ashes, hope will arise, death is defeated, the king is alive. Why would you use the metaphor of the phoenix... Rising from the ashes. When we have God Himself rising from the tomb, why would you say up from the ashes? Say out from the tomb, up from the grave. Why do you go to Greek myth? Mm-hmm. And of course, I don't think that the lyricist probably was even referencing the Phoenix myth. I suspect that the lyricist just ha- knew that this phrase is in the ether.
0: Yeah, sackcloth and ashes. I'll turn the morning into
1: dancing or something. Yeah, but at least sackcloth and ashes is <laughs> is related to Israel. Yeah, uh, it's obviously true in other cult, other uh, Semitic and Near Eastern cultures as well. But the the phoenix myth is is a Greek myth, which is fine. Paul Paul references Greek philosophers, so it's not as if you can't do that. But it's just this is an inferior metaphor it just it just degrades the actual thing that happened that happened we have Christ rising from the dead there is no more powerful or clear way to explain that are we going to imagine the phoenix rising from the ashes and that is going to get our hearts singing i mean it possibly could i guess a little bit but far more powerful is that empty tomb and Christ risen. The references in this song are just mixed up. They're common. They're uninspired. And they have this opportunity to give us images of Christ, the object of these hallelujahs, the objects of the praise. And instead, they just give us some cliches, bad metaphors. This is like the equivalent of... That pastor who always references movies in his sermons to give illustrations instead of like going to the Word of God, you know? Um, What do you think,
0: Tyler? I'm troubled that every verse that doesn't begin with the imperative, sing a little louder, begins with an I. Um, Obviously, there's room for singing about yourself, but I think as we've touched on, this song seems to imply that my singing has magical abilities and just to I don't want to harp on this too long, but just to return to the uh that that bridge, I'm gonna sing in the middle of the storm. So when we use this future form, I'm gonna sing in the middle of the storm, louder and louder you're gonna hear my praises roar. And then the metaphor of the Phoenix, it almost implies that I have affected the resurrection of the mm-hmm. king, which is horrifying to ascribe to yourself
1: because so much else in the song is what the person is doing
0: yeah uh and you know again there's just some cheap and strange phrases here like my weapon is a melody uh i thought i actually thought of scott pilgrim here where he's fighting all of the you know the the seven evil exes with music yeah Um, and I, i
1: this is another one of those where i just thought like have these guys never been to a men's retreat? Because it's always about Ephesians chapter six. <laughs> the armor know what the of God. weapon is, right? <laughs> yes. There are just better, they are just better metaphors to use than to say my weapon is a melody.
0: Yeah. And in the same verse, uh, in the presence of my enemies, you obviously meant to make you think of Psalm 23. Right. But the distinction here is that in Psalm 23, God prepares a table for us mm. in the midst of our enemies. We are passive. Mm-hmm. Uh, participants in this feast yeah. that God prepares, and He anoints our head with oil. In this song, in the midst of my enemies, I am surrounded. I am in the middle of them, and I have all the power. Yeah, I raise a hallelujah.
1: Yeah. Almost yeah. heroic language. Yeah, I mean, this is like um, if if Ayn Rand had written a worship song, <laughs> you know, and was like, you know, Atlas, who is who is like a, Atlas who,
0: shouted or something. <laughs> exactly,
1: who, she's a total atheist and believes that men are heroic beings like this is a song about the heroism of the worshiper and contains very little about god Mm. who is in fact
0: our hero Mm -hmm. our only hero yeah um the sing a little louder i i i hate to keep doing these pop song references but this really made me think of shout by the Isley brothers a little bit louder now shout and the congregation gets a little bit louder each time um, and, you know, overlaid over in the presence of my enemies, louder than the unbelief. So it's clearly meant to, to amplify the hallelujah that was raised. Just begin to raise your own hallelujah. I can't do it for you. What would you say to a worship leader or a worship pastor who is considering this song?
1: I would say, do not touch it with a six-foot pole. These are reflective lyrics which just describe what the worshiper is doing. It is a song which is about singing loud and fantasizing about the power of the song that you're singing. It is a song that is totally untethered from objective truth from god's work and from scripture it really belongs in a rock concert and in no way belongs in the congregation what do you think tyler
0: uh i wholeheartedly agree i would never want to see this song in my church and i actually had two options for songs that accomplish the uh, aims of this song much better.
1: What are your alternatives, Tyler?
0: So my first is actually Psalm 5. Give ear to my words, O Lord, consider my groaning, give attention to the sound of my cry, my king and my God, for to you do I pray. O Lord in the morning you hear my voice, in the morning I prepare a sacrifice for you and watch. For you are not a god who delights in wickedness, evil may not dwell with you. The boastful shall not stand before your eyes, you hate all evil doers. You destroy those who speak lies. The Lord abhors the bloodthirsty and deceitful man. But I, through the abundance of your steadfast love, will enter your house. I will bow down toward your holy temple in the fear of you. Lead me, O Lord, in your righteousness because of my enemies. Make your way straight before me, for there is no truth in their mouth. Their inmost self is destruction. Their throat is an open grave. They flatter with their tongue. Make them bear their guilt, O God. Let them fall by their own counsels. Because of the abundance of their transgressions, cast them out, for they have rebelled against you. But let all who take refuge in you rejoice. Let them ever sing for joy and spread your protection over them that those who love your name may exult in you. For you bless the righteous, O Lord. You cover him with favor as with a shield. Mm. I think that this is better for... I mean, obviously I think it's better because it's the word of God, but it better describes the relationship of the christian to the enemies surrounding him obviously spiritual enemies uh, presumably sometimes physical enemies as well um but we also see the reasons why we would sing for joy um that that god would spread his protection over us and cover him with favor as a shield um i think we see that much more clearly and then the second for those who are not as uh Psalm inclined would be a, a hymn from Martin Luther. Um, it's it's called Christ lag in Todesbanden.
1: I'm sure Christ all lay. English-speaking churches are going to sing that. Christ lay
0: in death's dark prison. I know I've heard it sung in English.
1: For those churches that do contemporary worship, uh, Hallelujah! What a Savior! Mm. Classic. Both there's a cl- there are classic versions of it. There's also a version that Sovereign Grace did. I don't know, maybe eight years ago. Uh, that is very similar to the original, but it's a, again, it has that formula that you saw in that song. Here are things that God has done, so we praise, we praise the Lord. And again, also that's what we see, in, I think, in the Psalms: is praise the Lord? He's done these things.
0: Very good. So, uh, any more concluding thoughts, or would you like to give a final score?
1: The final score for this song is perhaps not surprising. It's one out of five fog machines. <laughs>
0: Great. I, I also gave it one out of five hallelujahs raised. Ah, very literal. Yes. <laughs> maybe I should
1: shout it. Yes, you should um, raise one out of five. Louder than the unbelief. There you go.
0: Um, <laughs> louder than the
1: critical emails we may get about having said maybe, what we've said about this song.
0: Maybe it's one out of five unbelievers out shouted or something like that. <laughs> um. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Worship Review, and we hope to join you on the next episode. Take care. You've been listening to The Worship Review. Please subscribe to the podcast, leave a comment, or email us at feedback at theworshipreview.com. We accept donations at anchor.fm slash theworshipreview and patreon.com slash theworshipreview. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.